Built in Buffalo family, what's going on? It's your boy DM3, and do not adjust your set. That's right. We have a packed house. We have a great show. So everybody's aware of what is going on. This is our one-year anniversary of when we launched our brand. November 18th, 2019 is when we went live as a brand. So I'm going to go around the room. We have eight people in here right now. I'm going to go around the room, and I will let everybody introduce themselves. If you don't know who I am and you're watching for the first time, I am one of the co-founders of Built in Buffalo. My name is DM3, also known as Dave Myers. You can find me on Twitter at DM3 underscore BIB. To my right is my brother from another mother and father, one of my best friends in the world, my guy A. Rich. What's going on, man? A lot, man. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, everybody. We got a little Brady Bunch thing going on here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, a. Rich, Hakeem Richards, man. And um, welcome. If you're tuning in, we appreciate you for tuning in. And we we just want to give you the, 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 the brand perspective of things and, and have everybody out for our anniversary. So uh, let's kick it off, man. Uh, the go around the room. And let's introduce ourselves a little bit. Let's start with... My brother, Jacob, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Feeling pretty good. Excited to have the family on for a big show tonight. You are you probably already know me if you've been watching this channel. Name's Jake. Got a channel. Aside from this, Bill's Bunker on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. We're here. Built in Buffalo. I'm going to pass it along to Cody. Hey, how we doing? You can find me at, at Cody Finney on Twitter. Uh, Feels good to be a Bills fan, heartbreak and loss, but still 7-3, and three, baby. Let's go, man. Pass it over. <laughs> well, hold on. I got to do this one. Yeah, the, guy in the, mid <clears throat> the guy in the middle of the screen, if you guys are subscribed to our channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, even if you're watching this on Facebook, the guy in the middle of the screen makes damn near every video that we put out, does an amazing job, and without him, our, our YouTube channel would not be anywhere near where it's at. On top of You're the amazing, fact that he, Scotty. yeah, Scott's amazing. He got me this amazing hat. So, um, Scott, introduce introduce yourself. How long have you been with the brand, my guy? Uh, my name's Scott. Um, I've been here since the beginning. I actually met a Rich on Twitter because we, um, I was working at a at a parts store one time, and I was on Twitter, and the bills had just lost or something. The neighbors put on Twitter. I was like. I got I gotta talk to this guy. Me and him just uh, started talking on Twitter. He's like, "Yeah, you, you should come. Um, you should come do videos for us." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Because I was telling him I'm a filmmaker and uh, I edit and stuff. So, um, so I just I was happy. I was happy that he uh, got me uh, with you guys, you know. And then I met Dave and everyone else. And you know, I just try my best, put out the best videos that we can do. Um, yeah, but. I'm the editor. I'm the guy. <laughs> hey, Rich, you want to introduce Chris? Yeah, man. Uh, this is the young man that runs our Twitter. When he's not in school, he finds time. Even when he's in school, he finds time to run in the bathroom, <laughs> make tweets and his updates. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris, introduce yourself. He is our Twitter guy, our Twitter monster, and we appreciate Chris. Chris, introduce yourself, bro. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, yeah, I'm the uh, the fire fingers on Sunday. Um, during the game, I'm either glued to the TV or glued to my phone. You know, just got to do what I got to do. Been here for, I don't know, maybe two, three months by now. And already on a show. Love to see it. 
And we love, we, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate everybody, and we love to have you, Chris. Appreciate it. While you're while you're at it, a rich, introduce the one and only on the bottom left hand, the one and only Sophie. I'll let you do that That's one. Right. This is the queen of built in Buffalo here, uh, Sophie. This is this is my sister. We talk about football. We talk about life. Uh, she does amazing an amazing job of getting traffic to our brand. That's what she does. That's what she focuses on and. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we're about a little less than 500 away from 20,000 followers, and Sophie has a lot to do with that. Go ahead and introduce yourself, baby. My name's Sophie. I've been here since day one. I've known Dave and Akeem way before Built in Buffalo. Um, thankful to be here. Um, I call all you guys my family. Love you guys. Go Bills. Definitely. All right, and last but not least, the guy who I feel like is actually my blood brother the way that we go at it in our group <laughs> chat. And he keeps me honest, and I think I keep him honest. And wealth of knowledge with Cam is is amazing. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Cam, and tell him how long you've been with us, brother. Hey, I've been here since the beginning, too. Dave hit me up and asked me to come aboard, so I've been here ever since. And Cam Let's also go. does. Cam, Cam is our Adam Schefter. Cam will have breaking news in our group chat. And helps us get that out onto our all of our social media, as well as he, he shares all of our content all over the place too. So, all right, now that we got the introductions out of the way, that was I feel like that was the hard part. So let's get to the easy part. Let's talk about the Bills' first ten games of the season. I'm just going to go around the room um, and let you guys chime in. Um, I'm not going to pick on people because this isn't tic tac toe. This isn't the Brady bunch. I'll, I'll let you guys speak, um, and we'll just kind of not talk over each other and stuff like that. But how does everybody feel? Sunday aside, I don't want to talk about Sunday. I'm sick of hearing about DeAndre freaking Hopkins and how great Kyler Murray is and all that shit. I'm past all that. So, 7-3, and three, heading into the bye. Hey, Rich, I'll let you start off, and then you can just kick it to somebody else, and then we'll kind of go from there. 7-3, uh, and three, you know, is it was a heartbreaking loss, and you – we kind of remember the last thing that happened, but I'm not going to let that uh, cloud the judgment. Seven and three is an excellent record. We're still first place atop the AFC East. Even if the Miami Dolphins win on Sunday, we still are first place because we beat them in the head-to-head. And uh, I like our chances for the rest of the season. So I, I, I like where, we are, where we're at right now. But we could still improve as individuals, and if our individuals improve, the team will improve as well. So, so far, so good. I want to see more. All right. So let's get Cam in here. Cam, how are you feeling about seven and three heading into the bye? Hey, seven and three looks fantastic to me, man. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> boy. Come on, give yeah. me some more, man. Can, can give me we some just more, get Cam. healthy? That's all I'm I care about. Like we're defense. we're a hot mess. I want Milano back. Our defense right. is, I think, a mess. Honestly, we're not well, playing. We're not playing. Honestly, like honestly, with what happened with with Norman and all the close contact stuff for the c word, because we can't say the covid on on, we'll get in trouble on YouTube. But the, this is the perfect time to have the buy, and I think a lot of people have been saying that it was too late into the season. But if you look at what's happened with all the guys that have been out, hit or miss, their secondary has been banged up all season. So. Cody, how do you feel about where we're at, seven and three, heading into the bye week? Uh, I feel all right. The uh, 
Sophie literally just said exactly what was on my mind. The injuries are what's really bothering me. That and uh, shooting herself in the foot with the penalties, it always seems like we're the last time I checked, I think we're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL, so that's got to get cleaned up. I don't know what we need to do anything. to fix it, because it's year after year, and it's it's so frustrating to see. I have no idea. I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with our, our boys play with their hearts on their, you know, play a chip on their shoulder, but I, I don't know, but that needs to get fixed, but I mean, it's like I'm happy that we're 7-3, and three, but I'm slightly disappointed, because realistically, I mean, I, I think we should have at least we, eight wins, if not nine wins. And of course, you know, we, we, we definitely should be eight and two if it wasn't for uh, a 43-yard Hail Mary. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, we would be eight and two, but <laughs> nevertheless, we're seven and three, and we still control our own destiny. Chris, how do you feel about what we've done in the first 10 games of the season? I mean, we knew what we, we, knew what we were. Like, we had some tough teams to go up against, and we still do, but... I mean, we got wins against teams that not many people think, or not many people thought we should have, like, well, the Seahawks, for example. Everyone thought, like, oh, oh here we go. I'm about to lose to these guys. We go out, slap them. You know, then we drop one to Arizona, but, which probably shouldn't have. But we got plenty of ways to maneuver around, and you know, there's still a long season ahead of us. It, and it's, <clears throat> go ahead, Ayers. I apologize, Dave. And you're right. It it definitely is a it is a long season. And you just alluded to the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of us had us losing to Seattle, right? And then a lot of us had us winning against Arizona. That's probably even before the season. So we can honestly call that a wash. We're probably where we where we should be, honestly, at seven and three. What's your thoughts on that, Jacob? Jacob having some interference. <laughs> Seven on, and three. Seven and three feels pretty damn good. I mean, seven and three is a pretty nice accomplishment. And all I've been hearing is dolphins this, dolphins that. I'm ready to switch the fish going ahead. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. I'm with you there, man. Yeah, and if, my, if you my, think might of... I add, everyone knows my hatred for Brian Dable. I, my mouth has been oh, shut. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we we can He's we can get into that. Some good plays. He's been yeah. doing some good plays, so I've kept my mouth shut. I I think okay. Here here's I'm gonna throw this out there and see if it sticks against the wall. So we're a, we're a bullshit hail mary away from being eight and two, and we're a third and eighteen stop away from having a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So mm-hmm. I I, th- I think we're in good sh- I think we're in good shape. And if you look at this year seven and three. <clears throat> First 10 games last year, 7-3, and three, right? A lot weaker schedule last year. So we need to think about that. We've, we've played a lot tougher teams this year, um, and we have a lot tougher competition in the last six. But the last two games have taught me something, and I'll let you guys chime in on this. The last two games, I, I feel like we can play with just about any team in the league. After Tennessee, I was concerned about some mm-hmm. things. But I think Josh is healthy. If we get healthy – we played that offense with damn near most of our secondary out, and we were two inches away from knocking that ball down and beating um, the Arizona Cardinals. So we have we have to think positive. We're going to get healthy. We're going to get this defense. And I've said all along for the last three weeks, our defense, our our overall defense has gone from 28th to 23rd to 15th to 11th. I think they've cracked the top 10. So. 
They're Wait, they're trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I I didn't even I didn't even know we were below fifty. We had half the defense we yeah. got now. I think we beat wow. the city, man. Yeah, our rankings the, are if, way better. Yeah, and if if you consider the offenses that we've played this year, that is impressive. And think I, about Scott, how you feel, man? Sorry, A. Rich. Scott's no, just kind of chilling. Ahead. Scott's just kind of chilling over there. <laughs> <laughs> In the you know, I, I feel – I actually feel great because I've gone through, like, you know, the 90s and we were winning and then we got that, like, really bad dry spell. And then I remember a few years back – I don't know how many years back, but it was like we were 6-2 and two or 6-1 and one and then we lost nine straight and it's 6-10. and ten. So I'm like, okay, so – for me, my hopes, my expectations were too high because it's the Bills. But I'm, I'm having fun watching them for once, you know. Finally get a quarterback. Finally get a lot of receivers. Uh, the defense looks decent. You know, I've seen – I think we could play better on defense. But, like, the offensive line kind of, like, hit or miss, I think. And the running back needs to be cleaned up. Miss. But, you know, I'm having fun watching them. But – Oh, I don't know. I've been having heart attacks like for the past few weeks with these like close games, you know. Because I'm used to us being either blown out or we're winning big. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's that's a that's a great point. Like I, I'm gonna some things that I've kind of I, I want to dial in, and you guys can jump on it, and in the comment section can jump on it, and everybody that watches this video can jump on it. I'm sick of the term "same old bills." I'm, I'm sick of that shit. This is not the same old Bills. If this was the same old Bills, we would have put our tail between our legs after Tennessee and we would have packed it in. This is not the same old Bills. And I've said this now probably 10 times. I'm sick of good Josh and bad Josh. Can we just call him Josh? He's going to have good games. Now, after he threw that second pick, which actually looked like it hit the ground, um, after he threw that second pick, people were dogging him all over social media. And what did he do? He came right back in the fourth quarter and let him down to a score with 34 seconds, and that should be the play that we are all talking about, the pass to Diggs on the sideline. But I digress. I digress. So, all right. So since, let's since talk. 2018, man, Allen has 11 game-winning drives. Second, second most, most behind Drew Brees. Behind yep. Drew Brees. Second that's most. That's impressive. And come, back, eight, come from behind victories. And so, eight fourth for a fourth quarter, quarter uh, comeback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a guy just going into his third year, and Drew Brees has been doing it forever. For a so, guy that they didn't think that could uh, play the four-minute uh, four offense late in games. And you know what I think is scary? I still think that Josh has a way to go oh, till we God. see his full potential because he's still doing some boneheaded things that you're like, all right, that's kind of reverting back to 2018, Josh. But then he comes back and he adjusts and make plays and corrects. His accuracy has improved a lot, though. Ten percent, which is highest in the league over any other quarterback this year. So unheard of. All right, so let's talk about let's let's talk about the actual players themselves. So I'm going to go around um, the roundtable and kind of get who you guys think should be MVP. Um, I know who Akeem thinks, but we're going to start it off with him. So Akeem, who's the Bills' MVP? of 2020 if the season ended today the buffalo bills mvp of 2020 if the season ended today is stefan diggs <laughs> we're talking about a man that's first in targets we're talking about a man that's first in receptions with 73 uh, uh 960 is it 61 uh receiving yards and four touchdowns we're talking about a guy in stefan diggs that completely changed 
the dynamic of the Buffalo Bills offense. We talked about Josh Allen going from uh, a 10% completion percentage jump. A lot of that has to do with uh, Stephon Diggs. Now, people will tell me, oh, wide receivers don't get the recognition to be MVPs. But I don't think wide receivers was put in the position that Stephon Diggs was put in. He, uh, these wide receivers never had a, a Josh Allen who everybody said he was inaccurate, who everybody said that he would be a bust. And to have this guy go from uh, 58% to 68% when he happens to be on the team, it speaks volumes about Stephon Diggs beyond the stats. And that's why I think uh, Stephon Diggs is the MVP thus far. All right, let's see. Who we got? Chris, what do you think? Um. Well, I mean, the obvious answers are Allen and Diggs, but can I say someone that's not a player? Sure. Of Whatever you I want. Brian Dable. Because, honestly, last year, I was one of those guys that just wanted him gone. Like, he, like, Thank I was, you. Like, <laughs> I, like, I was like, if someone gives him a head coaching job, by all means, take him. This year, he's been completely different. Like, I always, like, the past two weeks, I've just gone back to the Seahawks game. The way he, like, adjusted to, to their heavy blitzes, I think Allen got sacked like seven or eight times, something stupid like that. Instantly switches up, quick screen, quick slams, and just torch their secondary. It was, it was like poetry. It was beautiful to see. I love it, and he's definitely one of the reasons why this offense has gone from one of the worst to one of the best. Jacob, what do you think, man? Well, I think the obvious answer is Allen, but. A rich kind of changed my mind last night on the Bills Bunker live show. If you haven't seen it, I you got gotta one. check it out. Got you gotta check it out. Every Tuesday night, we're there on Built in Buffalo YouTube channel. But obviously, I think Stephon Diggs, the Diggs effect. He opens up so much down the middle. He has 906 receiving yards. I mean, he's he's done it all for our offense. And Stephon Diggs is the MVP of the Buffalo Bills in 2020 for me. Nice. All right. Cam, what you got, brother? I got to go with the obvious one here. It's definitely Josh Allen in my eyes, man. Why? Uh, What's your reasoning? He's got people crapping on him everywhere, and he's turning a blind eye to it, just proving the haters wrong week in, week out. Diggs is nice. Brown's nice, but you got to have someone to facilitate it, and that's that's Josh Allen, man. That's 100%. Cody, love it. how about you, man? Oh, I got to agree with Cam. Josh Allen, hands down. Uh, I mean, 20, uh, 26 total touchdowns, seven interceptions, 21 passing, five rushing. He's the third quarterback in NFL history to do to do 20 touchdowns passing and five-plus rushing touchdowns in consecutive seasons. And uh, he's the only quarterback in NFL history to have consecutive 400 plus yard games Mm -hmm. three plus touchdowns and 130 qb rating the only quarterback in nfl history i mean josh allen by far besides that only man damn right (laughs) sophie how about you i agree with cam um josh allen but individually I'm juggling between two players. Diggs, obviously, he's leading the NFL. And I've also been really impressed with Beasley. I think oh, if he really? continues Ooh. with doing how he's doing, he's going to have one of the best seasons he's ever had in the NFL. Absolutely. 
we all know the only reason why nice. jo these players are having this kind of season is because Nate Peterman isn't on this team. We all know he would be the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how about you, man? What do you think? Oh, well, A. Rich took mine, and Sophie just took my other one, too, because I was um, going between Beasley and Diggs. Because if you look at it, like last year, Beasley, it was Beasley and Brown, you know. And, I mean, they were good. But when Diggs came in, it made Beasley better, you know. But the thing is, like, if it weren't for Beasley, would Diggs be just as good, you know. Because, I mean, you see Josh, he's forcing the ball to Diggs. And that's, I mean, he gets in trouble when he does that. But when he throws it to Beasley, maybe he'll throw it to Beasley a few times, and then it opens up Diggs, and then he gets the big play with Diggs after he's on, like, two or three big plays with Beasley with the yards after catch. So, I mean, I, 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 it's either Beasley or Diggs. Gotcha. Right, I, got, I, I got to go Diggs. Um, I love Josh Allen, and I, I've, been, I've been hard on him when we drafted him in his rookie season, I think everybody's had their criticisms of Josh and we all see the stats and what he's doing. And he's our, he's our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years plus, but Diggs has transformed this offense. Here's why. If Diggs is not force fed the ball, um, he's warranting double coverage down the field, which is allowing other guys to get involved like Beasley, like Brown, um, the tight ends, the running backs out of the backfield, Gabe Davis, um, things like that. So the effect that Diggs had, I believe Jacob calls it the Diggs effect, um, has has transformed this offense. Now I agree that he has someone has to facilitate the ball, um, but the things I'm seeing Diggs do running routes, I don't think any of us here thought that he was this good. I knew he was a top ten receiver from some stuff he did with Minnesota, but I don't think anybody here knew that he was this this good. So, so, all right, before we move on, can I make another point? For Go ahead. Diggs? Yeah, of course. So, Stefan Diggs, I was thinking about this today, and his route running is exceptional. I see him as the best route runner since Antonio Brown in his prime. And in 10 games, just 10 games with the Bills, seven of those 10 games, he's had over 80 yards receiving. Josh Allen's progression has a large... A large part of that is because of the Stefan Diggs, the Diggs effect. I love that's, it. That's nice. I got I one. I got one more. I got one more for you, Dave, because I really like what Chris said. Chris, Chris had uh, offensive coordinator Brian Dable. So I, I, I want to get your take, Dave, before we move on. Uh, any uh, consideration for Jordan Palmer? for MVP because of the improvement <laughs> of Josh Allen. I'd Any go one. I'd go one, one further and say and say Ken Dorsey. I was just gonna say that. I'd go one further and say Ken Dorsey. I know Jordan Palmer works with all these guys. He, you know, he works with Sam Darnold um, and all these other guys as well as Josh in the offseason. But in 2019, when Ken Dorsey got here, um, now we all know he interviewed for the job that they gave to ultimately gave to Dable in 2018. We saw Josh, yeah, he was still a rookie and, and all that, and we, we cut him, he took his lumps, we cut him some slack, but 2019, he, he jumped, right? And we all know that Ken Dorsey, I believe when Brian Dable leaves, is going to be our next offensive coordinator. Um, he's younger, he's more in tune with these guys. Um, but I would go Ken Dorsey before I went over Jordan Palmer. 
What about a wide receiver coach? Was it Chad Hall? Chad, Chad Hall? Yeah. He's a, he's a player's guy, man. He's yeah. a, he's a, he's going to be a, a rise throughout the organization internally because we're going to have some success and some guys are going to leave for better opportunities elsewhere in the NFL. And that's where Chad Hall will come in and, and, and rise through the ranks there. And, and I think ultimately, no matter how the rest of the season plays out, I think Brian Dable's gone. There's going to be too there's going to be too many jobs that are going to be available. Um, you know, Houston Texans are talking about keeping about Romeo Cornell. There's 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 no way in hell that that organization should keep Romeo Cornell. No offense to him, but I think they need to get an, a younger, um, more seasoned, offensive-minded coach in there with what they already have with Deshaun Watson and the young talent they have right there. So. That's just now, my take on it. Now, could any of you guys see uh, Brian Dable staying in the division and maybe becoming the Jets head coach? No, I don't see that's that. a possibility. Who knows? I, don't see it. I, I think something. I think what what Joe Douglas is going to do is he's going to grab one of these college guys. I think that he's going to see, you know, what Arizona did and what some of these other teams are doing with the younger offensive-minded coaches, and then I think they're going to try to go after Trevor Lawrence and try to figure out how to rebuild that side of the ball. That's that's just my personal opinion. You guys can agree or disagree with that, um, but the way they're heading, I don't think they're going to win a game all season. So okay. they're going to have the number one overall pick, and you're going to want a head coach that is going to want to build this thing because we all know Joe Douglas is he's a character man. He's cutting people that he signed. He's releasing people that were here from the previous regime. So he's he's a wild card. So I don't know. Right, before, I, I, think, before, I think Jets winning in two weeks, man. They're going to beat the Dolphins. You watch. It's going to happen. He's telling you. I hope so. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm telling so. you, they are going to upset the Dolphins. It's going to happen. I hope so. Um, before, before we go any further, if you guys are watching on Facebook, please smash the like button. Uh, if you guys can share this video, that way we get more interaction in the comment section. If you guys are watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you know when we go live. And please subscribe, 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 and smash the like button, please, so we can get some more and more and more and more views. Okay. So I'm going to move on. So we talked about MVP. So I'll ask you guys all the same question, but obviously you can't use the same answer. So offensive player of the year. So it's kind of, I guess it would make sense if the MVP is an offensive player, it's probably going to be the offensive player of the year. So let's do, okay, let's do this. Let's do most improved player and it can be offensive or defense. So Cam, Cam, you're first. I was going to say offensive player of the year is my boy Daryl Williams, man. But I like it. Exactly. He wasn't with us. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's a good one. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Chris. For what is it? Most improved? Or most improved. Yeah. Most um, improved. Well, I mean, it's got to be Josh again. Just <laughs> taken from even his rookie year to 2019, then a huge step from 2019 to now. Hey, you can't argue against it. It's just he went from talks of, yeah, he's an accurate, blah, blah, blah. Now he's like a certified like star, as long as he can keep it up. But the way it's looking, we've got a, a true superstar on our hands. Nice. Sophie, what do you think? Most I improved. was going to say Josh Allen, too, but um, I don't know. I've just been impressed with how Beasley's done this year. Way like better it. than last season. Cody. I got to I... I, the only person I can say is Josh Allen. I'm sorry. It's I mean, 
He mm. leads the NFL and uh, most improved in completion percentage, which is a 10.1% passing yards with an extra 94.3 yards attempt and uh, an extra 1.51 yards attempt per pass. I mean, he's just improving all over the place. Jacob. Well, I think it's obvious. It's the guy with the cereal box. I love your props, dude. I love Jacob's props, man. I pull him out as often as I can, and, you know, he's worth a prop. He is the obvious answer, in my opinion. A 10% increase in passing percentage. He's just under 300 passing yards away from setting his record, his personal individual best in his third season. 27 total touchdowns on the year. He's taken leaps this year that not even... I don't think any of us even expected him to do this many great things. Agreed. Agreed. Scott, how about you, brother? I'm with everyone else. It's Scotty, Josh Allen. Like, you know, I, I was on I was on the fan train from him just coming out of college. I remember I watched him in the senior bowl, and I said, the Bills have to get to this guy because he's just going to be a monster. You know, and it's like, you know, everyone's hating on him for the first few years, and it's like, dude, like, he – I mean, how many rookies come into the NFL, start, and are just, like, superstars, you know? I mean, look at Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman went, like, one in, like, 15 or 14 in his first year. And he's, he has, like, what, two, three Super Bowls, I guess. But, like, he, everyone just expects these guys to just come in and be like, oh, he's going to be a superstar. No, you have, it's like anything else. You have to build, you know? You have to build around him. You have to... It's, you know, and now you see the benefits of building around Josh Allen. You have Stephon Diggs, you have Cole Beasley, Brown when he's not hurt. The only thing we need, I think, is a running game. And that's, and I don't blame that on the players. I blame that on the play call. You know, everyone knows my feelings about Brian Dable. So, but <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, you got him on the ball and that opens up the pass, you know, but you also have to have an offensive line to do it. And the question is, do we have an offensive line? I don't know. Sometimes they look good. Sometimes they look off. Inconsistency. I hate inconsistency. So, well, it's definitely got <laughs> to be Josh Jones. So. I got you. Cam, what do you want to say, man, before we get to A-Rich? Uh, you're saying most improved. I want to take a random shot in the dark here and say the guy that's actually being used this year and seeing the field this year, Tyler Croft. That guy's made huge, huge jumps this year and actually being and, healthy. And, pro- being and props effective. to you, man. You you were on him last year. You said that if he was healthy, he was going to contribute. So well, props to I'm you, man. PA and I had to watch Bengals games all the time. So. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Rich, most improved player on this Bills squad. And you, it could be offense. It could be, I guess let's go offense, then we'll do defense. Well, so. You know, since everybody picked Josh Allen, I can't pick Josh Allen. <laughs> everybody picked it's him hard already. Not, hey, it's, not, it's hard surprise, not to surprise, but surprise, it, I'm find somebody. Mine's and not they, Josh Allen. Surprise, surprise. So the, the most improved. <laughs> I'm there with you. The most improved have to be Brian Dable, right? Brian Dable has been an offensive coordinator for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. Has got fired. Miami Dolphins has got fired. I think he had a stint with the Cleveland Browns. He's got fired. Uh, he left the Patriots. He came back. He's been in the NFL over a decade, and he was never considered for any head coaching's opportunities before. But Dave just alluded to him not uh, probably not going to be here next season. 
So if he's not going to be here next season and he's going to improve to a head coach, something that he's never been before in his entire career, this man has to be the most improved, right? <laughs> Brian Dable, most improved. Sophie's just uh... <laughs> keep my mouth shut. Sophie's favorite. All right, I'm going with Deion Dawkins. Hey, Deion Dawkins. Deion go. Dawkins is manhandling people on the left side. Mm-hmm. He is not giving up sacks. He's not taking stupid penalties. Um, when the run game runs to that side, once we have you know, for whatever reason, we Ike Bakers our our best left guard. He's he's playing well and. He, kudos to him, man. He got paid, and he's earning his damn paycheck. You know, some of these players get these paychecks that kind of get lazy. But Dion said, you know what? I'm going to show you that I was worth every single penny that you gave me, and I'm going to be your stalwart left tackle. So I'm going with Dion Dawkins. All right, so let's flip it to the defensive side, um, and I'll start with Cody. Who's our most improved defensive player? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Levi Wallace last year. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like a 50-50 with the man because in the beginning he was getting burnt, and then after he came back there for a little bit, he just, I don't know, he kind of impressed me a little bit. It's hard, I don't know, it's really hard to go with our defense at all because they look like shit. There's just no other way around it. They look like complete ass. But if I had don't, to go with Don't anybody, sugarcoat it, man. Don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> but if I had to go with anybody, I mean – until he got until he got injured, Levi Wallace was really impressing me. Was really he was really doing good. He was he was holding his own. Like Chris, how about how about you, man? Um, I mean, my personal opinion, nobody. But for the sake of the show, I'll answer. But um, it's hard to say Levi because he hasn't played a lot. But I, I'll go Jerry Hughes because I know there's a lot of top him. You know, possibly getting cut this season. You know his. He makes a lot of money, and our defensive line is stupidly expensive. But he, he he's always in the backfield. I mean, whether he gets to the quarterback or not, he's uh, he's always there. And He's definitely made more plays. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, out of our dumpster fire of a defense right now, we'll go with Jacob. Jacob, what you got, nice. man? I am going <clears throat> with Mr. A.J. Line. Not only from last season, but from the first seven weeks of the season, we've seen a huge increase in performance. He's had those two forced fumbles. Last season, he had two and a half sacks. This year, he's up that to three and a half already, and I expect him to get around six sacks by the end of the season. Nice. like it. All right. Sophie, what you got? Jacob stole my answer. <laughs> well, why, why would you pick him, Sophie? Uh, I've been really impressed with him, and um, he's you know, been doing a whole lot more playmaking. And like I said, he had that important fumble that we had during the game against New England. And he's shown a lot of hope. Gotcha. Scott, what you got, Scott? Uh, I'm going to agree with Chris. If. Um... I'm just not impressed with the defense at all. But if I had to go with someone, it had to be used just because for the same reason. I mean, I just I, when I'm doing the highlight videos, I watch I watch the the defense parts, and he's always he's always getting pressure. You know, he's he's just that close to getting to the quarterback. You know, and, and yeah. I mean, 
I followed him in uh, Indianapolis because he used to play for Indianapolis, and he was pretty good in Indianapolis, but he dropped off, and then when we picked him up, I was like, eh, he's old, you know, but, you know, he's he's actually been pretty good this year, but I'm with Chris if I had to say something with him, but other than that, I'm not impressed. We took a step backwards, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Hey, Rich. So we're talking about most improved or, or def most, defensive MVP? Most, most improved defensive. What do you do most improved defensive player? Most improved defensive player. This is tough. <laughs> this is this is really tough to really try to think about the most improved defensive player. But if I had to pick one, uh, Matt Milano, uh, once again, you know, he hasn't played much either, but when he's played and when he hasn't played, we see the difference on the field. And he's improved his coverage this year better than last year before he got injured. So uh, Matt Milano is like the anomaly. He's like the gift and the curse because he's the gift when he's on the field. He makes the entire defense better. But I don't think he's on the field uh, enough. So he's the gift and the curse. But the most improved thus far on the on that defense was Matt Milano before he got hurt. Cam, you went right. No, I did not. But okay, I, I didn't think so. All right, who do you got, man? I, I think I, I already know who you're gonna pick. With, uh, AJ Klein, man. Nice. We were right dogging, dogging, dogging the last couple of weeks when they've been switching him and like out of coverage and more attacking the passer. He's just making a name for himself out there. It's hard to go against it. That's a good. That's a good point. All right, I'm going against the grain. <laughs> Like always. The guy who's going to be a first-team All-Pro. You guys know who I'm talking about? Poyer. Jordan oh. Poyer. Because when Micah Hyde was out um, a few weeks back, Poyer was doing his thing. He has been as good as he was last year. Um, highly under the radar as far as the national media, right? Um as good as he was last year and the year before, he's gotten even better this year. Um, and I'm not talking about just comparing stats to stats to like Jamal Adams and some of these other guys. I'm talking about he's all over the field all the time, getting a key interception off a tip pass last week, getting a key sack on a third down when we're trying to get a team off the field. He's good in the run game. So I love Jordan Poyer. Um, uh, kudos to him, another guy who got paid – and he's, he's earning every penny that the Bills gave him when they gave him that two-year extension. So, all right, let's nice. move on. So let's go with biggest surprise of the season, um, <clears throat> and then we can go into rookie. So let, let's make it a two-part question. So which player is your biggest surprise, and which is your rookie of the year? And I'll start with Jacob. My biggest surprise mm -hmm. is Tredavious White because he hasn't lived up to my expectations for him. I definitely expected more from our all-pro all corner, and I haven't seen it. I need more from him. And what was the other one you were asking about? <laughs> yes, about... Biggest, yes, about, uh, so biggest... What's that? Rookie of the year? Yeah. Biggest surprise in rookie of the year? My rookie of the year? I'm going with Tyler Bass, because I'm all about that Bass. <laughs> He's a hell of a kicker. Hell of a kicker. Ah, that's hilarious. Sophie, what you got? Um, I'm going to go on a win here. Um, I've been very impressed with Gabriel Davis. Okay. Um, 
What was the other question? Rookie of the year. The two-parter. Uh, Tyler Bass, even though I was hating on him a couple weeks ago, but he's definitely still got my ass. All right, like Cam, it. what you got? Oh, boy. Uh, my biggest surprise is I'm going to go the negative like Jake did and say Tremaine Edmonds. That guy was playing out of his mind last year and just kind of disappeared at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Finally starting to get back into his own again, but definitely wasn't what I was expecting in year, year two or three now. And then rookie and of the year? Rookie of the year so far. Let's say since Zach Moss came back, the offense – He's got a little bit of a run game established, and he's been picking up his pass blocks in backfield and catching balls. So I'm going with Zach Moss. Right. Scott, what you got, man? My biggest surprise would have to be that whole defense. Like, <laughs> I just shake my head. What are you doing? With the play calling, the plays, what, what are you doing? That's my biggest surprise. And I'm with Cam on the rookie, man, rookie of the year with uh, Zach Moss. Like I watched him, watched him within the past few games, and I'm just like, wow, this this guy's pretty good. You know, he's 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 like one of those like straight runners. I would say he's like Marshawn Lynch, but kind of like he's a downhill runner. But he can also like Cam said, catch the ball and do that. But I see him more of like a downhill runner where single Terry's more like a like a Lashawn McCoy. You know, he can do the cutbacks and get in the outside and stuff. I mean, Zach Moss can do that too, but for the most part, he just goes straight down the middle, which is awesome. All right, I like it. Uh, Cody, what you got, man? Uh, my biggest surprise, I'll have to go with Daryl Williams. Um, he would he didn't do very good last year for the Carolina Panthers, but they also had him. You know, he's a right. He's a he. You know, he was an All Pro right tackle back in I want to say it was 2017 or 2018, and then the year before that, they had him playing on the left side. He comes in, he's having another all-pro year. I, If he continues this way, I fully expect him to be maybe even second-team all-pro. And uh, I really want to say, uh, you know, Bass, that's what everybody else shows, so I'm going to have to go with Gabe Davis uh, for rookie of the year. Gabe Davis, I mean, phenomenal hands. I mean, he did have that one drop against the Patriots, but, I mean... We've seen him make phenomenal catches, and I mean, he's definitely somebody I could very easily see taking over John Brown's position someday in the near future. Maybe more near than what a lot of people are gonna like to see. Maybe if we if we lose that Patriots game, we talk about Gabe Davis's drop, but we won, exactly. so nobody talks about it. Exactly. So it, I mean, it is what it is. He's a rookie. It's not Zay Jones esque, but. It is what it is. All right, Chris, what do you got, man? Um, well, I'm gonna stick a little bit to my brand as a, as a kicker and punter myself. I'm gonna go nice. double headed with special teams. Big surprise, Corey Bajorquez. Minus Joe. I mean Hank nice. he had last week. He's got a lag on him. Like he's got an absolute cannon. Like he he'll put it from the ten to their other ten sometimes. Like it's unbelievable. And then rookie I'll go with fast. I mean he, he's shaky at the beginning of the year, but Again, another one with just a, an absolute bullet of a leg. He, he could drill it from anywhere. I think his one kick, like his first one, was, was it 54 yards? It was halfway up the upright. Like, that's good from, like, 70 yards. It was <laughs> they it was, said on his 58-yarder, uh, 
I think it said he would he would have been good from about sixty seven. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. When he dinked it off the post. That was and like halfway to three quarters up the upright. Like that's unbelievable. So I got go only team. kicker in NFL history to make three fifty plus yard field goals in a single quarter. He like barely even moves when he kicks. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I'd have the light of them. <laughs> hey, Rich, what do you have biggest surprise and your your best rookie so far? Well, first of all, I'm not surprised. I know a lot of people are surprised at the defense. I'm not surprised at the defense at all. We're playing the competition. It's frustrating while we're watching them, but I'm honestly not surprised because we've seen the defense struggle in stretches last year against lesser competition than this year. So uh, I'm not surprised. I'm actually excited for the defense because we're playing a really tough schedule, and this is going to prepare us for the playoffs. We're going to be a dangerous team come playoff time because we done faced some of the best offenses. But biggest surprise thus far to me is, is Ike Bakker. I mean, he has come in, and, and, and Cody who? I, I, Cody, I don't care if he's hurt. I don't care if he's healthy. Cody Ford is good where he's at. Because Ike has come in and he's done an excellent job, in my opinion, on that on that uh, on that left guard spot, and uh, I really like what he's done in in a short sample size. Uh, we're talking about rookie of the rookie of the year. Any guy that gets drafted and starts to go out to practice to run routes deserve rookie of the year uh, immediately, and that's Gabriel Davis. When, when not a lot of guys get drafted in a fourth round pick and don't go run routes. That's really impressive, and we see that hard work paid off uh, this season uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Let's not forget, guys, uh, Gabriel Davis we talk about. We talk about the, the improvements of, of Josh Allen, Ike Bakker. This is all during uh, COVID. This is all during a pandemic where you're not practicing regularly, when you're not getting the, the, proper, the proper reps and the proper snaps. So these are impressive things, and I've been really impressed with Ike Bakker and Gabriel Davis. I like it. All right, again, I'm going against the grain. So my, my surprise is Dane Jackson. Um, I think that he's going to be a really – if he's not going to be a CB2, he, he's going he's gonna to give those guys, uh, Wallace and Norman, a run for their money the rest of this year because when he was out of the game, after he got injured against the, the Cardinals, they went up and down the field on the Bills. So to something to look at, he's already got a couple turnovers and just playing a few games. Um, and often, rookie, I'm going to go with Zach Moss. And I, I will always circle the New England Patriots game because that's the game when he came back and we did whatever we wanted to um, on the ground. And a lot of it was Zach Moss losing runs. Yeah, Singletary had a nice game, but when he's in the offense, it seems like things run a little bit different. And I wondered against the Jets, the first game of the season, why he was getting so many touches and Singletary wasn't. It's because the offense seems to run a little bit more smooth when he's out there. I think he's a better pass catcher than Singletary. And I'm a Singletary guy. I, I pushed for him more touches all last year, all this year. Uh, but I think Zach Moss, and I got to give Jacob credit. He's been telling us in the group chat for the last month and a half, just wait. Just wait. This isn't Zach Moss. He's not healthy. This isn't Zach Moss. He's not healthy. And then, boom, he blew up against the Patriots. So I feel you like see. he's going to he's gonna be a three-down back. I think he's going to be a three-down back for us going forward, and he's going to be that back that once we figure out 
when it's not a C-word season, when it's a normal season, he's going to be that guy with this offense is going in the fourth quarter. You're just going to rely on him to just extend drives and, and kill games for us. So that's that's mine. Um, in the comment section, if there's anybody that would like to throw their offensive player or their uh, rookie of the year and their surprise of the year, you guys could smash the like button. If you're watching on Facebook, share this. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, please hit the bell so you get notified when we go live and hit that subscribe and also hit the like. So, um, all right. So, got two more topics to cover. How are we feeling? We're going we're gonna to play out the rest of the season. Can make it a one-parter, I guess. Like, we got six games left. We'll, we'll do it this way. We got six games left. Kind of break down. Each, each of you guys break down how we're going to finish out the season and what our, the final record is going to be. Hey, Rich, how about you go first, man? I, I have high expectations for the, uh, the rest of the season, six games. Uh, we are worried about the Miami Dolphins. We shouldn't be worried about the Miami Dolphins. We control our own destiny. We handle business like I feel we're supposed to handle business these last six games. We have nothing to worry about. I expect a minimum of a 5-1 and one record. I, I want to say undefeated. I really do. But uh, there, it may be a hiccup somewhere in there. I expect us at least to go 5-1, and one, end up uh, finishing the season 12-4. and four, And that's the expectations I have for our Buffalo Bills for the uh, last six games, 5-1. and one. All right, Chris, how about you, man? Um, I got to basically agree. Like The rest of our schedule, as tough as it seemed at the beginning of the season, a lot of it's kind of dropped off. Like, then it's just Injured more than us, surprisingly. <laughs> New England just doesn't look good. Um, we've got Pittsburgh, obviously, looks great. That could probably be our one loss. It'd be fair to say that that could possibly happen. Miami, we should hopefully beat them. And I don't even remember the Chargers we play, I think. Yep. That's about it. The Chargers, yeah, and the Broncos. And the Broncos. And, 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 the Broncos and Pittsburgh, the Steelers are beatable, too. Oh, yeah, they haven't played it. <laughs> the Steelers, are, Steelers are beatable as well. So before you keep going, I don't want to cut you off, Chris. But the, the Steelers put up, I believe, 188 yards of total offense on the on a Ravens team that just lost to the Patriots, who we beat. So follow that rabbit down the rabbit hole and let you know how good the Steelers are. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, but I mean that that don't really mean much. I mean, like we beat the Raiders, who beat the Chiefs. You know what I mean? You can't yeah, really base it off. Yeah, that. but we beat we beat the Raiders without half their offense, though. Nobody wants to talk about how many injuries they had when we played them. I'm um, not saying we can't beat them, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, you can look at the, the Cardinals-Bills game. We had our half of our DBs were out. Two-thirds of our mm-hmm. DBs were out. So we, we could claim that we, we would have whooped your ass if we had a full secondary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I mean, injuries happen. Without our the star yeah. linebacker, so. that's top five coverage linebacker in the NFL, too. All right, Chris, finish your thought, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, realistically, there's no team that we can't beat in this league. Like we we weren't far off from beating Kansas City realistically, like we we didn't lose by much. Tennessee, that was don't even know. Arizona, we barely lost them. Pittsburgh is a very doable team. Like they're definitely not better than Kansas City in my opinion. They're they have a great defense. Their offense is good, which if our defense comes back to the form of last year, we'll shut them down easy, and our offense could definitely put up points against any team this league. So. But I'd, I'd say safe five and one because all these another division game is losable, if that's even a word. So you're going twelve and four? Yeah, I'll go twelve and four to be safe. All right, Cam, break it down for me, brother. Oh man, where do I begin? There's a 
there's a lot of teams here that look very beatable, but they also concern me. Like, Drew Locke will be back probably by then. Him and Jerry Judy are developing some nice chemistry. And they also have Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, who really scare me because our run game is, or our run defense is real, I don't even know how you explain it, real bad. <laughs> Putrid. Suspect. The 49ers are getting healthy. Justin Herbert's looking good. The Patriots just looked real good the other night. So there's going to be some tough games coming up. But I think when we come out of the bye week pissed off, I think I'm going 4-2 or 5-1 as well. Nice. Some nice. Tough games. They're going to battle through it. We're going to finish strong. So what are you saying, 11-5, 12-4? What do you think? Yeah, toss-up between the two. Yeah, like it. Cody, what about you, man? I, I see a 12-4. I, I only see us losing one game. I, I think, uh, I think if we're gonna lose any game, I think it would be against the Steelers. And that's a, that's a maybe. I don't know. I, I still think Pittsburgh is very, very beatable. I mean, you know, they, they've played what one or one or two good teams, you know. And, but I, I see a twelve and four at worst, eleven and five. Kind of, kind of rest of the season for us. That I don't, I don't see ten and six or anything like that. Is, is your cat, like, on top of you Yeah, right I now? was wondering that. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, crawling in the back. <laughs> no, no, but it likes to well, – it's my son's cat. I'm a dog person. Gotcha. But it, it likes – I don't know why. It's, uh, she likes to freaking pretend that she's a parrot every time. Nice. All right, Sophie, what do you got? Uh, you okay, I completely agree with everything Cameron said, basically, 12 and 4. Um, but, yeah, I think we can definitely beat um, – Pittsburgh, we definitely did, we did it last year in prime time, so let's yeah. do it again. Without Roethlisberger, but yeah, could, that's we true. Could but we, could definitely still, do it again. we we still made good plays, though. Right. What do you got, Scott? What do you think, man? Um, you guys are gonna hate me for saying this, but I I honestly think it's to go to the thing every any given Sunday, and the teams that's kind of scared me if we were already by them. So, I mean, but I still think we could possibly lose three of these games. And the only reason why I say that is because McDermott, if we have the Division One, and McDermott is actually a project of Andy Reid, and if you go back to Andy Reid's record, you don't play the starters after he wins the division. So say we win the division and we're playing the Patriots, we could lose that Patriots game if he don't play the starters because he's resting for the playoffs. Um, I also, I think the other team that scares me is the Steelers, but I actually kind of agree with Cam. Like, you can't sleep on the Chargers or the Broncos. I mean, everyone's saying they're bad, they're this, they're that. But, dude, like, it's like the Jets. Like, when you're bad, you know you're bad, you're just going to try and work harder. Well, unlike the Jets, but, you know, when, when, when you're bad, like, if you have, like, two or three wins, you're going to work to try and get more wins. And, the Bills will come in to one of these teams cocky and be like, we can beat these guys and the air bots with. We've seen it time and time again, not just with the Bills, but with other teams. You know, I mean, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they went in, like, I, I, in my opinion, they went into the Raiders game cocky and they lost. And now they're off to try and beat the Raiders this time. You know, that's just my opinion. But, I mean, I think we can possibly make 11 12 wins, but I just, I, the last game is going to tell us how many 
uh, wins or losses because if McDermott rests their starters, we probably gonna lose that game as much as we all like the Patriots. You know, it's just right. what it is. Nice. All right, Jacob, what do you got, man? Bear with me for a second because I've got I've got a decent amount to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> so our Buffalo Bills seven and three at the bye week. Coming out of this. Wait, hold on. Are you reading something off your sunglasses? Is that why you have the shades on? <laughs> yeah, like a little like a teleprompter. <laughs> okay. Seven and three at the bye week. Seven and three at the bye week. All I've been hearing is fins up. Fins up. Dolphins taking the AFC East. <sighs> the Dolphins remaining schedule is obviously easier than ours. They're, the teams that they're playing have a combined record of 13 wins, 22 losses, and one tie. The teams we play, remaining schedule, 22 wins, 24 losses. You take your pick of which schedule you'd rather have. You take your pick of which team you'd rather have. I'm picking the Bills all day. On top of all this, I mean, I, I see the Dolphins losing more of the, their remaining games than ours. I see the Dolphins going 4-3 and three for the remainder of the season with their losses coming to Las Vegas, Kansas City, and the Bengals, believe it or not. Joe Burrow is going to light up to The Bills, they're going to finish the season at 12-4, and four, and their only losses are going to come – well, their only one loss, and don't kill me for this, it's going to come to the Patriots. That's understandable, though. Mm-hmm. We are going to – kill the Steelers, because as we've all said, they haven't played anyone too great. Big Ben doesn't look that great either. Their offense isn't anything special. Their defense is wicked, but I think our offense can handle it. Nice. I like it. Any like any it. given Sunday, man. Alright. Again, I'm going against the grain. Alright. <laughs> You're always against I, the grain. Well, no. There's... Ask Akeem. Akeem knows. I do this, but there's always, like, sometimes you'll look back on and you'll go, shit, he was right. Doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. So we're going 12-4, and four, family. We're going 12-4. and four Because like if anybody knows McDermott's team, they're very, a McDermott coach team, especially the Bills, they're very streaky, right? I feel like after the bye, we're going to come out and win five straight. We're going to lose to the Dolphins because we've already clinched the AFC East. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to continue this this run of wins that they're on. Uh, they're going to stumble. Two is going to take a step back at some point. If he wants to come out, and say, if he wants to come out and talk shit and say that it would, this, I thought the transition was going to be harder than this. Wait till you get slapped in the face. You throw three picks in a game. One that's a pick, pick and, and you get punched in the mouth, and, and then we'll go from there. But I feel like twelve and four. It's going to be more than good enough to win this division. I think I think McDermott rests the team um, because I feel like I feel sorry for the San Diego Chargers um, and I feel sorry for 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 Herbert because I feel like the Bills are going to just come out and try to destroy the Chargers. Now the Bills typically don't do that, but if you watch any press conferences from this week, they're pissed off. Oh, yeah. They they don't want to be on the other side of that hail mary. They don't want anything to do with that. The secondary's pissed off. Sean McDermott was asked in a press conference how he could have defended that better, and he told Vic Carucci, basically, go shove your microphone up your ass. I'm pissed I've off. never seen Sean yell at a freaking – I've never <laughs> in four, never almost four years it. seen Sean McDermott, his face was bright red, looking like Popeye, 
looked like he was going to jump through the screen and break Vic Hersey's neck. He's like, what do you want me to do? We did what we tried to do. Um, but anyway, so I think they're going to be 12-4. Um, I do think that's going to be good enough for a, a, a home playoff game. Obviously, we'll win the East, but I don't know if we can go toe-to-toe with, with the Chiefs. But it's it's still a long ways to go. There's still seven weeks left. So, all right. So this was fun. If you guys haven't smashed the like button yet, please smash the like button. Um, we're over the hour mark, so we're going to start. We're going to get get out of here. Anybody have any closing comment? Um, and then I'll kind of wrap it up at the end. Um, I appreciate everybody for ju- for jumping on tonight. I know it's middle of the week and everybody has work and kids and families. Um, Akeem and Cody have cats, so I don't know how that works. Um, <laughs> But if you guys want to say, I don't have a cat. My son has a cat. I got a dog. <laughs> want to say some words of wisdom and then uh, me and Avery will kind of wrap it up. Um, I'll start with you, Cam. And as you guys say your goodbyes, I'll kind of take you guys off the screen. Um, that way you guys can actually kind of say goodbye. So go ahead, Cam. Take it away, man. I just want to say this because I know I have a couple of friends who are Dolphins fans that may be watching this right now. You said two is going to take a step back. I wanted to retouch that and say two is going to take a step forward before he falls back anywhere. That guy has done nothing to impress me yet. That defense is carrying him right now. So I want to see when they go against a high-powered offense that puts points up and see what Tua does to take that step forward. And that's why I'm at. Love it. Go, that's Bill. Nice, nice being on here with you guys. All right, Cam. We love you. And Cam's Appreciate out. You. Sophie, what you got for us before we head out? I just want to thank everyone who has supported us and we all support each other. Um, I can't wait to see what happens um, in the upcoming year. Um, I love you guys. Go Bills. Love you, Sophie. Bye. Sophie out. All right. Chris, what you got, man? Um, Well, I can't believe I'm about to kind of quote Colin Coward. Probably the one and only time I'll ever do this. But for anyone that's kind of doubting the Bills right now, thinking we've gotten worse because of a Hail Mary, he even said it. We dominated that game. We would have won that game if this was at home part of neutral site. A Hail Mary does not make a team worse. If anything, it might make this team better. That's the kind of team that Coach McDermott, you know, likes to preach. You know, so I'm not worried. We we've got, we know what we have. We know what we could be. We're going to the East. We're going to the championship game. That's all I got to say. Appreciate it. Nice. Chris is our Twitter operator. Check us out on Twitter. The link is in the description below. Props to him for all the hard work that he does on a daily basis. And Chris is gone. All right, Scott, what you got, man? It was fun. It was fun. Um, You know, I've I've been live on other things, but talking Bill's live is fun, especially with my fam and uh, all the people watching. Um, and you know you got you got to check out those highlight videos if you haven't because uh, you know they're really I you know they're good <laughs> I don't know how to say I don't like right. to my own horn but they're, they're good, good. Yeah. they're really good so and we're the, we're the only brand doing the highlight videos like the way we do them but uh, as for the right. Bills I'm excited for this season I'm excited going forward I uh, just we just have to clean up some things and I think we we're we're in we're in it for the long haul. I think we could be this is a this is what um Dave says hot take we could be the next dynasty. Okay. Straight up. So you know <laughs> hot take here. Twenty years you're gonna be talking about the Bills, not the Patriots. 
There we go. So, Love it. All right. It was fun. See you guys later. All right. Thanks for having you right, on, bro. Scott. Love you, man. All right. Jacob, what you got, man? I love you guys. Thank you for reaching out to me. A Rich, my brother, you reached out to me. Saw my Bill's Bunker YouTube channel. Everyone here, you can check that out after this video, hopefully. I love being on Built in Buffalo. We're all one big family. I love the viewers. I love interacting with all the Bill's Mafia. It's great being on here. Check us out. Me and A Rich will be back next Tuesday. Live on the Bills Bunker, Built in Buffalo show. All right, Jacob. Good work, brother. All right, Cody, the new guy. What you got before you head out, man? Uh, this is exactly what I was going to say, man. Well, happy anniversary, gentlemen. You know, thank you for, you know, bringing me on in Built in Buffalo. You know, it's a pleasure, you know. And here's to, you know, many more great videos. Uh, and uh, we're obviously, I mean, I... We're winning the division. I don't care what those Miami fans fan freaking say. They're, they're sipping that Kool Aid way too much. They're gonna they're gonna fall. And I agree, man. That we're going to the AFC Championship game. That's that's just my opinion. It's gonna happen, and we're we're going five and one over the next six. But nice. Anyways, guys, it was nice. It was a pleasure. Go Bills. All right, Cody. Have a good All night, right, buddy. Bro. And then there was two. Yeah, man. Um, a year already. Yeah. You know, so um, let's give them some backstory, man. So we we met working. You were with another brand, and you used to do lives that I used to watch. I used to comment every once in a while, and I'd say, "Hey, this live stuff looks kind of cool, man." And you brought me on a show. We talked about the draft, and I trashed Josh Allen. And our relationship has grown into um, an absolute brotherhood. Um, we decided to do this last year. Um, we kind of went out on, on a whim and said, hey, let's do it. Let's find a team. Let's do it. Um, we both work hard. Um, there's nobody that like you that brings energy like you do when you do your lives. Um, I think everybody knows that. Um, and we couldn't be doing what we're doing if, if the two of us weren't as hard-headed sometimes. Um, we fight like brothers sometimes. We love like brothers sometimes. Um, and honest to God's truth, I've never met Akeem. And I've known him for two-plus years, almost going on three years. Um, and we haven't actually met in person. And I consider him my brother and my best friend. And um, anyways, that's all I got. Akeem, what do you got before we get out of here, man? I was about to say, bro, we on camera. Don't make me tear up. <laughs> we are we are still live. Uh we're not backstage, but uh first of all, the team. I wanna thank the team, man. Um there's a lot of things that I can't do that our team does really well. And I don't think we would be where we're at without the people that we have involved. So I really appreciate everyone on the team. There is no first guy to the last guy. We all on the same rope. And I, I appreciate uh, everybody and their contributions to the brand. Uh, my brother, Dave Myers. Dave Myers is DM3 is the best in the business. DM3 is in terms of overall product and overall behind behind the scenes going live doing things off the record and on his own time and then coming on and going live we're talking about the total package dm3 is the best in the business and 
that's my best friend. And this is the reason why we was able to do this because we developed that friendship. We developed that, that relationship where we have that bond and trust for each other, where we can do this and be successful over the long, over the long haul. So uh, I appreciate DM3 for, for all his contributions. And I believe, I truly believe he is the goat when it turned in terms of total package of a brand, man. And I love you and I appreciate you, man. And, um, the best is yet to come. That's right. That's right. All right. A rich gone. So I want to, I want to take a couple minutes and you know, the Wednesday nights kind of my show. Um, and I'm going to give you guys some backstory. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go off the cuff here. So as you guys all know, I just talked about a rich, a rich is my best friend. Um, I've met so many wonderful people along the way. Um, I've done some amazing things with a lot of other brands, a lot of other content creators that have helped me get to kind of where we're at. Um, uh, our guy, Jason from sound visual productions, who wasn't able to get on the show tonight, all the graphics you guys see, that's him. That's all him. He spends his, his nights, um, with a brand new baby. He spends his nights, um, creating graphics for us. Um, we go over stuff. We talk all day long. We, we talk all night long. And he he has absolutely bought into us and we wouldn't be where we are without him. Um, everything you see on here when we have cool edits, everything you see on Instagram, uh, definitely everything you see on Facebook, that's because of him. Um, our guy, Chris, who runs our Twitter, um, he's he's been doing that for just a few months now and he's already really, really taken a hold of that. Um, and he's doing a great job with that. Our, like I we had Scott on. Um, we wouldn't be where we are on YouTube without Scott for the highlight videos, some of the other stuff that he's done for us. Um, we have Cam and Sophie um, that we're on, and they do an amazing job just making sure that everybody is aware of what we have going on all the time. Um, and they bring energy to our group chat that is second to none. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out. So if I do, I'm sorry. Um, Cody, who was on tonight, he's brand new. Um, we kind of knew each other going back and forth. We have some other guys like Jr., um, who has who who's comes on lives every once in a while. Um, I'm probably going to leave somebody out, and I, I I apologize if I do. I don't mean to, but I do this, um, and a lot of people don't know that I have a huge phobia of public speaking. Um, I get extremely nervous. I have anxiety, panic attacks. Um, a Rich is the only person that knows this, so now everybody knows it. Um, and I still am learning how to do this. And I do it because I love two things. I love the Buffalo Bills and I love interacting and engaging with all of the Bills fans. And I forgot Jacob. Jacob from Bills Bunker. He if you guys if you guys are in a bad mood, if you guys want to pick me up, please check out Jacob's channel because he brings energy. He's hilarious. Um, he has really good takes, super knowledgeable. Um, super knowledgeable guy. So check out his channel, but in closing, and I'm going to get out of here. I don't want to run too long and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox, but my family members, I love each and every one of you guys that, that has helped get this brand to where it is. We're almost at 20,000 followers on Facebook within a year. Um, I never in my wildest dreams thought when me and a rich were talking about doing this, that, that we would be anywhere close to that. Uh, we have 50, over 5,300 followers on, on Instagram. Um, over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, Twitter. We're getting close to 900 on Twitter. So thank you to everybody that supports us, everybody that watches these videos, everybody that deals with me um, and my videos on Wednesdays and Saturdays. 
Um, we will be back on Saturday with Bill's Algae. Um, I know a rich will be with me. We'll have Colt here this week and I might have a special guest. Um, I know I tried last week, but this time I believe it's confirmed. So I love you guys. Um, as always built in Buffalo, we're here. We're the next, we're the next best thing. Um, check us out on all of our social media platforms and I love you guys. And as always go bills. <laughs>